1: Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communication experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom brand apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format prints for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-47468.
0: Aloha, I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And we're foodies sharing food while chatting about Boise and whatever else is on our plate this week. Well, awesome. It's so great to have you on the podcast, Emily. Welcome.
2: Yeah, thanks for having
1: me. Oh, and Emily, I've been just dying to meet you because I've looked at your webpage and it's
2: so exciting. Oh, thank you. Super sweet.
0: Well, we have some treats here I know that you prepared.
2: Yes. Um, so we have our super popular macarons. And yes, it is macaron, not macaroon. I will <laughs> Oh, that until the day I die. Macaron. <laughs> and then um, some of our gluten-free and vegan um, salted caramel almond bars. And then I think we also have a raspberry salted caramel almond bar in there as well. Well, I'm really excited to pick up this purple macaron, yeah. which uh, you, I've learned something today. Yeah. So macaron is a French cookie, which is what you're having right now. And then a macaroon is a American like coconut. The cluster. coconut yeah, one they're that, not that no the one, same one wants. When someone all. says
0: macaroon, <laughs> they get mad if you give the coconut one. At least I do.
2: Well, I know. I had a lady come in the shop one time that came in there just to tell me I was spelling it wrong. And I was like, no.
0: Honey. I am
2: not. Oh,
0: my gosh. You, you, I bet you do have a lot of opinionated customers. You have quite the fan base. Yes. Now yeah, for everyone in Boise, definitely pay attention to Flower Child.
1: And the thing about Emily that I saw on her webpage is that she not only makes a macaron, but she makes lots of them. So tell me how you got so interested in making macarons.
2: Um, I mean, so I went to culinary school and we started making them there. I made them for the first time and they turned out absolutely perfect. And then your first time, the first time, that's a
0: big deal, people. And then
2: I tried to make them again and I could not make them to save my life. Mm
0: -hmm. And then it
2: took me probably a good like four years of making macarons like consistently and changing my recipe until I got it to where like I could make these in my sleep now sometimes i feel like i am (laughs)
1: and (laughs) and i was going to
2: say your web page looks like you do because you
1: have colors all these different Mm. colors my favorite
0: are when you do the caricatures you know like my easter i have to go to your shop because the little bunnies and the chicks oh my gosh yeah those are always
2: a lot of fun i just have to be careful what i make because sometimes they're a little bit too popular and i can't make them as fast I was wanting to talk about that a little bit
0: totally I know that you know I've gone in the past and you have had told people that they can't purchase a certain amount because you're trying to make sure that it gets out to the community right how do you balance that as a business owner you know trying to give the product to the most people while also making sure you sell out and you know um use your product
2: um so usually I base it off of previous experiences and i just totally. know how long what has we'll flower sell. child been in business um we're gonna be five years this year <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh yeah which is That's crazy great. it doesn't feel like that but last year didn't feel like it existed so fair Like <laughs> think we didn't even celebrate our four years so i'm like i think it's five this year but yeah so i just oh base gosh. it off of experience i know what sells and what doesn't and if it's going to be popular or not and Usually I make stuff in advance and post about it and kind of do like a poll, and so I know how popular it's going to be before I make a whole
0: bunch of it. Ooh, that's a good tip. Yeah,
2: I want to check in and make sure I'm understanding.
1: Like, if you made chicks Mm -hmm. for Easter, yeah, you. If I came in and say. I wanna buy 10, you might say, no, you can only have five because I'm saving them for other customers. Yeah,
2: so it's how we do it is before we even put any of the stuff out in the storefront to offer it, we always post about it and we always make it clear if we have like a max that Mm -hmm. you can get. So before you even come in, you know, and we also have our signs outside that'll kind of, especially on holidays, walk you through that. It's like, okay, so once you get in, there's a limit. You can only get this many of this item or this many of this item just because there's only so much we can physically make. And so we don't mm-hmm. feel that it's fair that we spend all week making these things in hopes that they'll get out to our huge following and then the first four people that come in buy, buy everything. So if I
1: wanted to have a large order, would I then order that in advance or would you just say, no, we just can't do that?
2: Um. So it depends on what it is. We started doing pre-orders for holidays now. Mm-hmm. So then with pre-orders, you can order as much as you want we only have like so many slots available for pre-orders so you just have to be in advance Um, and then anything that ends up in the storefront is the same is the same thing
1: now i'm eating while i'm talking
0: (laughs) no worries so
1: my apologies um so you have a big following how far out from a holiday should one order if they wanted to have a pre-order
2: um so the pre-orders are kind of based off of when i open it personally (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I do it through a very specific website I don't allow it to come through the same platform that all of my normal orders do I didn't know that separate yeah so all of my normal orders come through my website you have to fill out a contact form you have to go back and forth with me and then we'll confirm it with pre-orders I have a separate website so you get on there you pick out the stuff that I will have available for pre-order and you purchase it and you're good to go Um, So I usually get that posted about a month before holidays. Um, You're so really like, good on the time frame, yeah. usually. I just posted Valentine's I know the
0: cocoa bombs. Like so Julie was wondering about week. that.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
1: actually, I saw a, a picture of it on your website. Yeah. And I actually don't know what that is. And apparently it's like the newest thing. It's a big it race. Oh, December. yeah. It's, cocoa
0: bombs. It's
2: chaos. <laughs> so, so, so tell me what that is. <laughs> well, you so, make really
0: good ones. Yeah. That's why. So
2: hot cocoa bombs are, they're essentially like chocolate's Spheres that are filled with hot cocoa, It's a hot chocolate
0: experience, honey.
2: Whatever else you want in there. And then you put it in a mug and you pour like boiling milk over the top and it just melted open and you stir it up. And it's just kind of a fun way to do hot chocolate. Good really. gift. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: I like yours because it, I, did you put petals in with some of them, I feel like? Or there's was just uh, the inside, you were putting different yeah. like variety so to
2: I it. I around Christmas time I did the regular ones, mm-hmm. raspberry, peppermint, and then white chocolate, oh, white chocolate, yum. peppermint, white chocolate, raspberry. So, yeah, I had a good variety. And then for Valentine's Day, we're just doing the white chocolate ones and we're doing mm. rose and raspberry and regular.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds exotic. Yeah. Rose. Now, how do you make a rose flavor?
2: Um, so, I actually use dried rose petals. Oh, you Aha, is, I mean, yes. they really are roses. Or? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, kind of the same way with, with like a tea.
0: Totally. Yeah. It totally yeah. adds to the experience. I was going to say yesterday on Instagram, I think it'd be cool to do T-bombs, I think, too, when you mentioned so Chai. I, oh,
2: I had that idea, and I posted about it yeah. a few months ago in the stories, and I was uh-huh. like, who'd,
0: who'd, who'd be interested? T-bombs? Right. And
2: people freaked out, but then...
0: Okay, I was like, I, mean think I, I think or I freaked out. You in a bad way people. People a good were, way? Okay. People were
2: super excited about it. But then the more I thought about it, like I just had this moment of realization that I was like, that won't work. Tea doesn't dissolve, so you would just have a cup full of like loose leaf tea, and I hate that. Like that's my least favorite thing when you like drink up a tea leaf. Yeah, yeah. that is not. Yeah, you, I yeah. So, the debris, mind. the debris. Right. So I'm like, the only way you could do it is if you put a tea bag inside, oh, and then I feel like it's not as magical wait. anymore. There's
0: actually a thing that my girlfriend showed me to where it's a no tea bag and it dissolves. Okay. It's 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 like a teapot. Right. It was a whole thing. And so you just like drop the teapot in and then it just dissolves into the water. There's nothing right. left. So Maybe here's a
1: new idea to try and to try to make yeah. The, yeah. the tea bomb. But right now, if I wanted to come into your shop, I would want to get a chocolate bomb, but
2: it might be a rose bomb. I think or you have to pre-order be- those. Yeah. So yeah, they're a hot we commodity. don't have them all the time. We did kind of during December just oh, because yep. that was just nonstop. Um, but... I got a little bit overwhelmed with those, so i Oh not yeah, you did a contest on how
0: many you made. How many did you actually make at one point? Over
2: seven hundred in December.
0: Oh, oh wow. lord.
1: Well, yeah. that's a uh, people are sitting at home during the COVID period drinking yeah. chocolate <laughs> bombs. That's what we. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: yeah. That's basically, basically. It was a lot.
1: People
2: are like, "Do you still have them?" I'm like, "No, I needed a brand.
0: That is so <laughs> fair. You're an artisanal person yeah. for sure.
1: So we talked about the rose flavors, but I was really curious. You you make 68 flavors of macarons. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. And how do you ever come up with all those different flavors?
2: Um, I mean, it's kind of sometimes you just think of something randomly or like, I wonder if these two things would go to good together and...
0: I just, just had the blueberry cheesecake in and it rocks my bed world. And go,
2: I thought of another one. Yeah, sometimes, oh, sometimes we try stuff that is not good. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we get inspiration from pretty much anywhere. Um, just watching TV shows and seeing certain tea combinations. Or uh, so.
0: What has there been any show, I guess, or any new flavor that you can think of you were inspired by?
2: I mean, I watched The Great British Bake Off. <gasps> Love. That's like the only baking
0: show I can stand. Someone tried to talk to me about how baking isn't anxious and I was like, have you watched the Great British Bake Off and seen those people carry those cakes?
1: Well and, yeah. and I think that you are being very humble today because one reason I think you get inspiration from anywhere is you've had such marvelous training and you haven't
2: shared that with us. Would you like to give us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So I mean I have pretty extensive background. I'm um, starting with just business in general. My family has always owned business. Um, they own a gas station and I grew up in it. Um, so I learned that aspect of it, just running a business and owning a business when I was very, very little. Um, and then I went to culinary school and that's where kind of my baking and all of that started. Um, and I studied. And where did you go to culinary school? Uh, Le Cordon Bleu. Oh, so okay. I studied under French chefs um wow. and that was really neat and it it was it was a cool experience it wasn't really what I was expecting um mm-hmm. it's very much so geared towards the hotel industry yeah
0: corporate and
2: yeah and plated desserts and showpieces and things that just
0: fine dining
2: right it wasn't but, really but what if I you was go wanting. on your web
1: page your desserts are certainly as beautiful as anything you'd find at a hotel
2: thank you yeah so I'm, um. From there, while I was going to culinary school, I started just learning stuff at home and teaching myself how to do sugar flowers. And I worked for a restaurant at the time and I made breads. And so I still wasn't really doing cakes a lot. I was kind of just doing that on my own time. Um, and then I started working for a little bakery there and she taught me how to make buttercream in my sleep and how to stack and fill cakes. And I did that, that's all I did for her over and over and over and over again. So I got really consistent and good good at that. Yeah, and then I ended up moving to San Diego for my externship, and I worked for cool. the Fabulous Cake Girls there.
0: Oh yeah, and Fabulous
2: Cake Girls. Yeah. Which and, ha- show? and how many times have they won Cake Wars? Did you? Cake say So before. many. I don't even know at this point. But when that, I was there, they had won like four times. Oh So gosh, and that's wow. been a while. Ago.
1: So you were truly in a, a baking uh, arena yeah. where people are competitive. I mean, they they want to have their product be showy
2: and yes. Calibrated. California's big. So it is. You, you we, we made some very extravagant cakes there. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like you see in Idaho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you
1: mean
2: by that, that they were bigger than. Yes. Of course,
1: California is the size of a fifth largest nation in the world if we wanted
2: to. Right.
0: Uh, well, you know, we were, this whole series is talking about the state of food and kind of more so in the local Idaho area. Um, I did want to ask you, Emily, like what do you think of the Idaho food culture and what's happening in the coming year?
2: Um, I mean, it's definitely still growing, which was, oh, yeah, super surprising to me, really. I mean, because when this when especially with the pandemic, mm-hmm. when this all started, um, I was amazed that people were still trying to open restaurants. Oh, and there's a lot of them opening. Yeah. And I mean, good for them because right now is a hard time to be in the food industry. And I think it's it's switched a lot to you just have to be able to adapt because yeah. the minute this started, honestly, before it hit here really hard, I had a cancellation of an order from a sorority.
0: Oh, no. And
2: they had to still pick up and everything because everything right. was done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but they're the head of the sorority Uh like nationwide made them cancel because it was the nation, like the headquarters was in like New York. right? So it was already kind of bad there, but it wasn't here yet. So I kind of got a little tip off ahead of time. Interesting. That it was gonna start being a thing. So immediately after they canceled, I put everything online, everything for my storefront wow and so then the next that week was a smart jump. yeah the next week it in idaho they're like hey we're shutting everything down but uh-huh. we were allowed to stay open because we were curbside only right. and we just moved everything online wow and- so
0: that little detail you know that little relationship with that customer made you able to uh you know think ahead of that pandemic yeah wow how you know lucky in a way too so yeah. do
1: you did you get a lot of online orders as the
2: pandemic unfolded? or? Have, yeah, that- we did. Um, it was a little bit of a panic mode at first because a whole bunch of weddings reaching out and canceling or postponing. The wedding but, industry
0: yeah, completely must have changed.
2: Yeah, I mean, but luckily we're all really good about, at the end of the day, having our contracts and sticking to them. Because we know it's a pandemic, but we also know at some point you're still going to celebrate and you're still going to get married you're still going to have a wedding. You're still
0: going to want cake.
2: Well, yeah. And I, I, at the end of the day, I had to take the time to explain it to people that you're one wedding and you're wanting to cancel this one thing, but there's 50 other people that want to do the same thing. And if we yeah. are refunding everybody, we don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't pay our employees. We can't pay our overhead. We can't pay our bill. And then flower child is gone. So we just started doing it to where we're giving you either a gift card so it can still be used for anything or we'll just find a new date with you and Mm -hmm. postpone so that people were still getting to use the stuff they paid but we weren't having to. That was very generous of you. Yeah, I mean, and it also,
1: it helped you and helped them, so yeah. a, a win-win. On the order online, what were your biggest items or what are your biggest items? I, they probably changes, the year changes. They do,
2: yeah. So when we first started, we had all of our just stuff we have in the storefront on a daily basis online. So it was mm-hmm. like macarons, tarts, bars, uh, cookies, classics. ice cream, all of our classics. That was kind of the main things we had on there. Um, so, of course, macarons were- like one of the top things. Cause yeah, they, they always, always are. are. <laughs> um, But now we started gearing it since people can walk in again now. We started gearing our online more towards um like specialty stuff. So mm-hmm. we opened it up for Thanksgiving for all of our pie orders. And then we opened it up in December for hot cocoa bombs and any other holiday treat so that we weren't making a whole bunch of stuff and then relying on people walking in to sell it just because we know that the walk-in traffic has been so limited this year that it was easier for us rather than trying to estimate how many of these things we would sell having a concrete number by doing the online orders. Well, I yeah. can tell
1: just talking to you that you're a wonderful businesswoman and you're what Rep Idaho represents, which is your, it's a small business. And yeah. how many employees do you have? So I have
2: one full employee (laughs) and then my mother who was kind enough to help me for free she's the sweetest and
0: also does the macrame yes and then
2: um i have an intern right now as well so that's wonderful yeah yes you do other things besides food don't you alex just
1: mentioned that you Mm. have macrame in the shop and Uh, So why don't you sort of describe to us
2: what your kind of your array of products is? Yeah, so I come from a family of entrepreneurs at heart, and I just can't stop. So
0: (laughs) Don't stop. (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, my shop, uh, the minute the pandemic hit, we had to take all of our seating away. So I was like, it looks really sad in here. (laughs) So we just started filling it up. Um, My mom does macrame, macrame by mama. So Mm -hmm. we started putting our macrame in the shop. And then I have a little like side plant business, which is Magnolia and Fern. So I started filling the bakery with plants. And then my dad makes coin rings. So he started making those. Oh my gosh, your dad makes the rings? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we started putting those in the shop and then- And
0: your boyfriend, the photographer? Yep. I love his photos. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) he takes really good photos. And so we have his cards um, in the shop as well. So yeah, we kind of just started filling it with Just more things for people to enjoy while they were.
0: For me, it's been the place of pick me ups. Whenever I'm having a bad day near Overland, I go, oh, I need flower child. I need some macrame. I need something to just, you know. Yeah. And
1: and I want to make sure our listeners know that flower child is spelled. It's very creative. It's spelled F L O U R. So if they're looking it up online, it's flower child yeah like right? the kind you
2: bake with.
0: Yes, yeah, so. unintended. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's really
2: <laughs> clever, I think, but you How wouldn't How did you come up it with it? it under- so I used to work for this restaurant in Arizona called uh-huh. Culinary Dropout, okay. um, which was one ironic because I was going to culinary school right, I was while working say. at Culinary Dropout. Um, <laughs> but I made all their breads and tables and kitchens are meant for tall people and I am not one of those people and so making breads we wore black shirts and dark blue aprons i was just consistently covered in flour because you have to like lean over and roll things out and i was short so i was always on my tippy toes like leaning over and so i was just always just completely coated in flour so my chefs just started calling me flower child and oh it's a
1: nickname nickname. they just picked yeah well isn't that fun you took a nickname and you've made it into your business that's exciting yeah
0: i think it's one of those interesting things too because i see it as this you know whole idea and brand but i also imagine you when i think of flower child right i imagine boy food's kind of similar you know people see it as kind of this group but it's also just just me back here
2: it's true (laughs) i see it and i'm like that's alex
0: yeah yeah i've been talking more like that lately
1: yeah the while we're sitting here we talked about the past but what do you see the future for your shop I mean what are your goals and then also what are some of the <gasps> new ideas Well, well in- I've already
0: been talking about it with Emily so I may have some insider insight, or
1: insight. <laughs> Well, th- so there's kind of two different levels what are the new things you see on the food horizon and then the other thing is what do you see for yourself in your shop so
2: right yeah. um, so I mean on the food horizon in general I'm not I'm not sure it depends on yeah. the
0: cocoa bombs I feel like took you by surprise yeah, a little bit it
2: did I kind of just go with things as they come i don't really plan things i just sometimes i'm like oh this seems fun and then i make it and people like it way more than i thought um yes. I, yeah i don't really have things planned out i just do it as i go and try and always be new and creative and have new things for people to and you don't have a bunch of scientists like the
1: big companies do sitting around Trying no. different things. I mean, it's you just, just have me.
2: to. You have testing. To, <laughs> I saw you with you the fortune
0: cookies earlier. Have to just try
1: earlier. it and yeah. stick it out there and yeah. see whether people buy it or not. Yeah, so. and
2: and people don't realize that. I, I mean, it, it comes naturally to me to an extent, but it's still a lot of trial and error, like the fortune cookies. Yeah. Oh, fortune. I loved the fortune cookies online. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. I had to change that recipe so many times to figure out because I mean, everybody's had a fortune cookie, right? But. They come off of a machine. Mm-hmm. They've got preservatives in them. So it's yep. easy for them to have that crunch and all of that. And, to and express every time, fortune. Yeah, every time I made them, they'd be crunchy for like two hours and then they'd be soft again. And I was like, uh, gotta figure this out. Yeah. So finally I figured it out and now they're perfect. They still burn your fingers when so, you make them. So oh. if I
1: wanted a fortune cookie for a party, mm-hmm. I could actually order them yeah. from you and get the message I wanted inside yep. of them. Yeah. And you hope the right person gets the right message. Yes. Right? <laughs> or if you were going to do an engagement, you could do yeah. just one cookie. Is just that Just right? one, yeah. <laughs> to be safe. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: now that I think about it, I loved your summer s'more kit. That was like, I posted about it, but she did this enlarged s'mores kit and I felt like a child again. The marshmallow <laughs> was so big, it just covered my whole face. It was definitely too much sugar, but I think that was kind of the point. It was like, a you know, adult childhood experience.
2: Yeah, kind of trying to bring some comfort to people in a kind of scary time. So, yeah. oh, so love that. <laughs>
1: and and we haven't talked about what you see yourself doing as you move ahead. Oh, yes, I mean,
0: what's the future of Flower Child? You
2: know, at one point I thought I had that figured out.
0: Yeah, I feel it's you cha- on that. It's
2: changed. I uh-huh. I had a very concrete plan. I was gonna build for Flower Child, and I was gonna create just this destination of a place to come and be and i still to an extent kind of want that but not really on the same page um yeah. i do love my little bakery but there's a point to where i don't want it to be like fully reliant on me like it is now
0: 100 um,
2: because it doesn't exist without me i'm the one right. that does every the cake, detail every decoration all the macarons the orders so which is fine right now. I'm only 25, can be 26 soon. But I also have the dream that every 20 something year old has and I want to travel and see the world and I can't do that when
0: I'm... Did you go anywhere? Because I know you take your January yeah. trip and you went to Costa Rica
2: the last time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where Where did you go this year?
2: Salmon Idaho. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Okay. We're getting fancy.
2: Yeah. No more fancy this year, but. Oh, just
0: relax. Just hopefully some chill <laughs> but, vibes. But you
2: did take your vacation. I mean, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. We still do so, it
0: every year. But because
1: you are the sole person, then did you have to close your shop? Is that what yeah, you did? Yeah. So to- we
2: close the first two weeks of January every year. Yep. Mm-hmm, no matter what. So break.
1: It, when you think about the future, then you're telling me, well, you'd like to, you have a little more flexibility for yourself.
2: Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like to kind of change the focus of the business a little bit. So it's not so fully reliant on custom cakes because that's mm-hmm. where I come in to the picture right. for the most part. Totally. Um. So if I could change it to where that isn't quite the, the main focus. focus to where that's not the sole form of income, mm-hmm. um, then, then I could have a little bit more. Freedom because right now I am a severe workaholic. Well, and and we (laughs) haven't spent much time on the cakes, but they are really fabulous. Thank you. And the one that
1: I was very Mm. taken with was the dog groom cake. And I know people aren't getting together for weddings right now, but if you're thinking about a wedding in the future, as the shots are rolling out, and hopefully people are thinking about getting their shots.
2: you could make any dog cake, right, yeah. for a groom's cake? Yeah, I can make pretty much anything. I haven't come across anything that I haven't been able to make yet. Um,
0: you heard that here, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that will be the challenge. Yeah. The future yeah. will be to challenge Emily on what can she not no make in a cake. Oh, gosh. I mean, it is true because really people will come to me with things, and they're like, oh, have you made things Characters. like this before? Characters, yeah. And,
0: Gosh, Harry I mean, Potter. Yeah, there's I think a, about all the themes I've seen on your right. cakes. Is there any theme that you can remember that was maybe more of a challenge?
2: Um, I mean, I think more than anything, things tend to be a mental challenge for me because I can't explain it. Like, I don't plan things out. I can't, I have anxiety. I can't sit yeah. down and be like, how am I going to make this dog cake when it comes in a week? I'm just like, I don't know. Right. I'll figure it out when it gets here. And so that's what and I that do. do. I just sit down and I do it and it either turns out how I want it to or it doesn't and I do it again (laughs) so so
1: you've you've sometimes had some orders you've had to throw out then from what I've
2: never had to throw anything away um
1: if you ever have scraps
2: you just call me over I'm two blocks down (laughs) I'm just really hard on myself um, I have very high standards. Perfection. So you remodel yeah. it. If I you if you have a dog a that's bit. not quite the way you want it, you, yeah. you keep working on yeah. it. Yeah. I do. I've never had to redo a carved cake, but I have added things on before to either cover up imperfections or. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sweet truth.
2: Yes. You
1: had one other thing I wanted to, I had never seen before, and that's the geo cakes, the. Uh, those are made with rock candy, but they look like real rocks to me.
2: Yeah. So, um, it's rock candy, different sizes. Um, sometimes we make some depending on how big they have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just kinda, just kinda carve out a section of the cake. You hook them in and then you paint them, whatever they have to look like and, they look like rocks, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> well, so you would want to order that in advance, Yeah, so right? all of our cakes, um, anything custom has to be ordered in advance. We only what have- What is the
0: time frame on that? I feel like I should know by now.
2: It depends. Mm. I don't really like telling people a time frame. Totally. Because it's so drastically different. Right, um, depending on the
0: holidays and everything.
2: Yeah, because we can be booked up on a normal year. Uh-huh. We're usually booked up like three months out so yeah. oh, okay. wow. you can't come in the week before and get something knocking next week. on the door um but with the pandemic it's been weird it never hurts to ask even if you're late just right. because sometimes we have a random week where we don't really have anything just because
0: uh-huh.
2: it's a pandemic um but yeah usually wedding season is like may through november oh wow and so if you don't book in advance for those months, then you, and don't you move get into honey. December, for those so you're
1: busy with Christmas. Yeah. So I mean, you are really busy all the time, but those yep. two weeks in January, I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. I can understand why, as a woman business owner, you want to think about how you can create more of a work life balance. I, I think yeah. that's something we all struggle with. Yeah,
2: it's really hard because mm-hmm. people don't understand it really, because they see, oh, you're open from twelve to four. Well, we're open from 12 to 4, but I got here at 7 o'clock this morning, and then maybe wow. I go home at 6, but then I'm on the computer for four hours answering emails and updating the website. Like, it's a it's a long day, no matter yes. how you look at it, whether I'm at the shop or not, and so people just don't realize the extent that goes totally. into... And I business. have
1: images of you being totally covered in flour while you're doing all this cuz you described your experience right. in Arizona. So you're <laughs> moving from place to place as the flower
2: child and
1: <laughs> so yep.
2: Do you have a shower at your shop or do you No, I mean, the sink's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so it could well, work. You're not quite that small. <laughs> you're, you're, it's you
1: are got a sprayer. You are petite, but not quite that small.
0: I definitely will tell you that there are sometimes I feel like on the gram where I can tell you're tired. Like later in the day when you're posting something, I'm like, oh, Emily has been in that bakery <laughs> for a minute. But, you know, we are Idahoans and Boisens, I know, are so appreciative to have you here. And you bring such a wealth of creativity. And um, I think it's just a testament to Flower Child turning five soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. We love you.
2: And, and,
1: um, I, I love the phrase edible art because when I look at your webpage, it is everything you have Mm -hmm. is really artistic and gorgeous and affordable and affordable. And I, I, um, I would like you to just have the opportunity to tell our listeners exactly how to look you up and find you and yeah. where, where your address is and yeah. all of that before we close off here.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty easy. Flower Child Boise, type it in on Google and everything will pop up. But remember mm-hmm. it's Flower Child. F- yeah, F-L-O-U-R for flower. Flowerchildboise.com. Our Instagram's Flower Child Boise. Our mm-hmm. Facebook Flower Child Boise. We kept everything universal, so we're easy to find.
0: It definitely (laughs) comes on Boy Food once a week So if you're following me, it'll be there
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Boise Boise has just been so good to us We live, I think that's really The reason why we thrived so much Especially this last year Yeah. Just the community's all about small businesses I mean, they're gonna support a small business Before they go to Some place that's big and corporate Which has been Pretty cool to see, so
0: Totally, yeah
1: yeah. Well, I can't tell you. It's been such a pleasure to uh, share time with you, and and the macarons are just to die for. <laughs> and I just had just a bite of the uh, chocolate raspberry, oh, which was okay. also wonderful. But it, after the macaron and the fact that we were talking, I didn't think I could sit here with a stick in my mouth eating chocolate, but I can hardly wait till we sign off so I can finish it. So you gonna yeah. eat some
2: more. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, cheers, Emily. Thanks again so much for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Welcome to the Treasure Valley in Boise, the city of trees. As one of the fastest growing areas in the entire nation, finding the right home is only as important as finding the right realtor. And who better in the Treasure Valley than Regina Collins, realtor? Licensed in both Idaho and California and self-employed since 1999, Regina Collins prides herself on a strong business and marketing background. With years of experience owning and operating full-staff businesses, Regina Collins is ready to work for you. Specializing in relocation, veterans and military families, listings, buyers, commercial, new homes, contingencies, and solar. Regina Collins is able to offer the whole package for her buyers. Whether you are new to Boise, want a better lifestyle for you and your family, or just want to get to know this area better, Regina Collins is honored to help you with this process. For more, visit ReginaForHomes.com.
1: Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Toulouse Peer Advisory Groups is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at dot com.
0: The Table Rock Podcast is brought to you by Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar, my favorite, and a unique bites menu including vegan and gluten free options all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit www.coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them at social media at coffee and supply co y'all thanks for joining our podcast we
1: loved having you please subscribe and think about leaving a review your comments are always appreciated
0: and don't forget to follow us on social media at boy food on facebook instagram and linkedin see you next week Cheers. cheers